Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. On today's episode, I have Doctor of Physical Therapy, Caleb Burgess, and we talk all about injury, mobility, flexibility, and some of his favorite exercises in order to protect yourself from getting injured and also how to bounce back from an injury. I think a huge, huge um, factor in falling off track is like what happens when you get injured. I think it's really easy to feel like a failure or feel like, oh my God, like I hurt something. Now I can't do anything. Um, And I talk with Caleb today on how to kind of go into injuries with a totally different mindset. I think that the athletes, um, whether it be, you know, a professional athlete or you just as an athlete, someone that's going into the gym, um, believing in yourself and your ability to heal and get better is a huge part of the recovery process. And so on today's episode, Caleb and I talk all about that, how to keep going and how to just view injuries rather, you know, rather than a setback, making them more of a comeback in a mental win. So if you guys enjoyed the episode, I'd love for you to give me feedback on iTunes. Um, you can give me some stars. I would love five of them, of course. But um, And leave me a review if you do enjoy the podcast and find it beneficial. Share it with friends. Um, and if you have any questions or any topics that you want me to address, you can head over to my website, www.balancewithsam.com, and submit and let me know what topics you want to hear more about. Alrighty, so let's get on to the episode now. All right. Hi, guys. Today we have on the show Caleb Burgess. Hey, Caleb. Hi. How's it going? Good. Caleb is an amazing doctor of physical therapy. He has a lot of letters after his name. He's super cool, super important. Um, but most importantly, um, I wanted to have Caleb on the show because he is going to be talking about all things mobility, flexibility, reducing pain. Um, he's just like super, has a great account and has a lot of digestible content that I thought you guys would benefit from. Um, and just wants to make his athletes, his clients, and everyone out there feel good. So welcome, Caleb. Thank you. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why don't you introduce yourself? Tell everyone listening where you're from, what you do, a little bit about you, your background, and we can go from there. All right. Well, I am a physical therapist and strength coach. Mostly work as a physical therapist, um, but I do work with all types of clients that basically work out, want to move better, want to feel better, might have little nagging injuries from here and there, or even people that have had surgery, recovering from surgery. So I'll see typical, like you'd think of like as a normal physical therapy patient, but then also people that are just athletes that may have like a little lingering pain here and there and want to get stronger. And even people that don't have pain and just want to get better in their sport or move better. Um, I work in Southern California, Orange County for Kaiser Permanente. I work with their orthopedic and sports facilities and I work there part-time. So anywhere from like three to five times a week. And then I have um, a facility that I am a partial owner of in Claremont, California. It's the Inland Empire, if you guys aren't familiar with Southern California. Um, I work there one time a week trying to um, increase my hours there because it's more of a big sports facility Mm -hmm. where I can kind of have more equipment and I can do kind of more things with higher level athletes and there's some colleges around the area that we can work with some people and we have a um, actually a baseball academy there too that we work with like some oh, minor cool. and major league I didn't tell you that in the introduction but <laughs> okay. I forgot to mention it I'm mentioning it now 
Um, so there's some minor league and major league pictures as well as high school. So that, that's kind of a new thing. So I'm excited about that. Um, so I have a heavy sports background. I played, um, played basketball my whole life until I uh, played in college at Azusa Pacific oh, University in Southern California. Um, I, I was a pitcher, but I broke my elbow when I was a sophomore playing basketball. Oh, broke shit. it really bad. So I was a pitcher. So I, I, I'm still very interested in, in working with baseball players as well. But I had to stop in high school because that, that injury took, as you can imagine, oh, took maybe God. like four years to get my full strength back. That's so I'm like, I can still play some basketball, but pitching's yeah. really out of the picture now. Yeah. Um, and then besides working there, so that's, that's two of the places. And then I also work with online clients consulting from kind of all around the world, whoever kind of reaches out to me for my services. Um, and again, that's kind of anything just from people wanting to work out and they don't know what to do versus people that are super advanced, but they just might have something that they're not really sure about what they can change with their training or like if they had a knee injury or yeah. back injury or whatever, and then just kind of getting them back to 100%. So, cool. Sorry for the, sorry for the long drawn out intro, but. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. <laughs> all the bases. You forgot to list your social security number. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so when you got injured, was that, uh, was that kind of how you decided you wanted to be a PT? Like was your own injury like something that sparked your journey? Yeah, it, it is definitely part of it. Um, it's kind of, if you're familiar with like, the physical therapy world, like so many physical therapists, it's kind of like a, stereotypical story people get injured they go to PT they like it that's what I want to do so it was kind of that I was only like 15 when I broke my elbow so I didn't know like that that year yeah, I'm going to be yeah. a physical therapist <laughs> it definitely had a positive influence in my mind I really liked people that I worked with and I was always into fitness and exercise mm -hmm. and nutrition and all that kind of stuff so it was kind of a nice segue of saying oh here's like another aspect of exercise and movement and then going into college um, and still being an athlete, it was something where it was kind of a smooth transition of, hey, here's something that I can do as a career. So that's kind of what I ended up. And I ended up actually tearing my meniscus as well in college oh, in my God. knee. But that's that wasn't as bad. That that was a lot shorter. I, I got back in about six weeks to playing. So that wasn't that as big of a deal. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I guess you turned a, uh, a setback into a comeback. You're like, oh, I'm yes. take me down. <laughs> you have to. You got yeah. to use those to drive you. Yeah. Is that something that a lot of your clients um, like come to you at first, like feeling either like disappointed or like just super frustrated with whatever the injury is? Oh, yeah. And like, how do you, how do you help them cope with that? Yeah. So kind of a joke between a lot of physical therapists too, is like, we're kind of like psychologists too. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't, obviously we don't have a master's in psychology or anything like that, but a lot of it is, it's just trying to get the person to believe in themselves again, to trust the process. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's similar to think about weight loss or gaining muscle, or if you have physique goals and that kind of stuff, it's like, yeah. it's not going to happen in a couple of weeks. And, and for whatever reason, a lot of times with pain people, I mean, I, I can understand how people feel horrible when they're in pain, they want it gone. But there's this idea of, Oh, it should be, you can do something to me to fix me in, a session or right. a couple of weeks and it's like no yeah. a lot of times this is going to take three four five and, and months and even if you have like a surgery it could even take up to a year you think about like an acl reconstruction for a lot of soccer players or basketball players cutting sports so it's kind of getting them to trust in the process and having this idea of where they are and where they're going to be 
Mm. And just knowing that it's not always going to be smooth. You're going to have ups, you're going to have downs. And then along the way, just kind of working with that person at their level so that they can trust in you and, and then most importantly, trust in themselves to get back. Yeah. I think that's so huge. Like understanding the timeline too, I'm sure. Like, because it's not like you're just like, you're a broken sink. Like a mechanic can come in and like, go fix that, you yeah. know, or whatever, a plumber. Yeah. Um, it doesn't unfortunately work like that, but understanding that the road is not necessarily linear. Um, you know, it's like, it's going to have some, some bumps along the way. So um, for, for people that are going through maybe like a longer injury, do you have them? So say like, well, I guess what's your, what's the most common, um, injury that you see coming in from your clients? I would say not even really an injury, but people like what they complain of would be low back pain would be by far. Cause I mean, there's some research that says like, it's like 80% plus of people in their life will have some sort of low back pain. Yeah. It might not turn into something that's persistent for months and months and months, but you everybody has a moment where you're helping your friend move or you're lifting a little more weight than maybe you should, or you have some weird body mechanics because you have to lift something at an awkward angle, or even if everything's perfect yeah. and you just, oh, you pull your back and it's scary and you can't move very well. And so that's, that's probably the most common one that I see. But then I guess from like a sporting perspective, like an actual like injury, like traumatic injury, I would see probably mostly like knee injuries, at least from, from where I'm at, I'll see like meniscus tears, ACL tears from a lot of sporting things, or even like a lot of um, throwing athletes, like pitchers, baseball players, like outfielders, catchers, um, even football players sometimes having some sort of traumatic injury of their shoulder. Yeah. Or even overuse, like just because they're throwing at such high velocities and then have these shoulder injuries so from traumatic aspect that's it from like non-traumatic and sometimes traumatic I would say low back pain yeah I know I've experienced my own share of lower back pain um it's not you feel like your body is like broken it's like I'm I'm too young for this you know yes then, Um, then then you get the whole cocktail of you go to the doctor and they take an extra MRI and they say Wow, you have the back of an eighty-year-old, yeah. <laughs> or you're like, don't you have exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, and you're like, hold on, hold on. There's like research that shows that that's totally normal for a lot of people, even when they're younger. So right. they could have already been there before you hit your back. I think that's something that's really important for a lot of people to understand too. It's, yeah, just like getting some gray hair, or wrinkles. You know, <laughs> so you're you're like gonna have. To yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I have a bunch of gray hair. I'm only <laughs> but um, yeah, like you'll you'll have these weird looking findings on imaging and a lot of what we do is trying to like help people build people up and say, Hey, as long as there's nothing that's like dangerous here, like if I don't have any reason to think like you have a tumor or you have an infection in your spine, like if I don't have any reason to think that like you're healing, like your prognosis is really, really good. Yeah. And a lot of people don't, they might think like you said, they feel broken. And my job is to make them feel not broken. So they right. trust in themselves to, okay, let's, let's slowly reintroduce your movements. Let's work on some, some exercises. Let's get you back in the gym or wherever you want to be. You're an yeah. eight-year-old lady and you want to get off the toilet and that could be goal too. <laughs> That's what I want to be able to do when I'm 80. <laughs> right? With a barbell. Yeah, <laughs> on my back. <laughs> um, so what are some of those things that, because I know like I've, I've experienced it, you've experienced it, 80% of the population, a lot of my clients have had injuries to their low back. Um, and I know it's hard to probably like generalize like because it's so different per person, but are there 
better, um, I guess, is there like some general protocols or like recommendations you'd make for people that are experiencing lower back pain, whether it be like lingering or whatever? Uh, I guess the best general recommendation, and it's very general, but it's very important, is just take it, take it easy with the things that are aggravating it, but you don't want to be taking it so easy that you're like on bed rest and you're not doing anything. So the, the best recommendation would be keep moving mm. and use your, use your pain to kind of guide you to some degree, but don't be afraid of the fact that you're having a little bit of pain. So let's say you're coming back and this could be any sort of movement. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, okay, my pain level is increasing past what it was. Let's say my baseline is like a three out of 10 pain, or even if it's a five out of 10 pain and I'm moving, I'm going for a walk or I'm just doing some light, I guess, mobility work in my back and my pain goes up to a seven out of 10. If that yeah. goes down back to a five within an hour or two and you just hurt your back yesterday, like that's great. That's actually really good. Um, if it goes up to a seven, eight, nine and it, is way worse for the rest of the day or the next day it's a lot worse Then maybe you went a little bit too far and it's not the end of the world. It just means maybe you just weren't ready for that yet. But a lot of people, they might get to that point and go, Oh shoot, I just messed up my back again. It's like, no, 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 don't think that. You just yeah. maybe pushed it a little bit too hard. It's totally fine. So I kind of, to make it simple for people to understand, sometimes I'll, I'll attribute it to an ankle sprain. So you, you sprain an ankle, your ankle gets inflamed. It's really painful. Um, but it's not like you're just never going to, you're not going to use your ankle at all. You're going to start moving it around a little right. bit, test to see if you can put some weight on it. But for some reason with the back, people think I can't move it. It's broken. It's not going <laughs> to get better. But ankle sprain, people go, oh, I, I know it's going to get better. Like I sprained my ankle. Like, let me give it a couple of weeks. And, but for the back, it's like a whole different, and I don't know if it's just because of, it's such an important part of your body. It's like the center of your body. It's your yeah. spine. It's there's yeah. some bad stereotypes around back pain, but yeah. you kind of sometimes you have to kind of look at that in kind of the same way. As long as you don't have any symptoms that are making you think that there's anything dangerous, like I said, like if yeah. you have trouble going to the bathroom or if you, <laughs> you can't hold in your pee or whatever, yeah. that, that's more serious stuff because right. that's affecting nerves that can affect really important body functions, and that's something that you need to be worried about. Yeah. If you don't have those symptoms, like you're gonna be okay. Yeah. So I think a lot of it comes down to mindset. Like if you treat it like, okay, this is a thing, but it's not forever, you know, like pain is temporary and it's a matter of like, I think every person's situation is probably different, right? Like there's not one size prescribe all. Um, That would be, I mean, your job would be so easy if that was the case. Yeah, it would. (laughs) Let me turn to page 55. Yeah. Do these five exercises. All right, bye. Here's your bill. <laughs> but I think like I think for all of us to understand too, like we have to be in tune with our body or at least, you know, just be willing to understand like okay, I have to do a little work on my end to see what like I got to test the waters a little like yeah. what's too much, what's not enough. Like you won't know if you're just lying in your bed. Um, exactly. And it could just make the problem worse. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Um, so I guess that makes me want to kind of segue into a lot of my clients are nine to five, um, working at nine to five, they're seated a lot. Um, and so whether they have like upper back or neck or like trap pain, or they have lower back pain, um, do you have a lot of clients that are nine to fivers? And if yeah. so, are there like specific exercises or some mobility stuff that you recommend that they do? So again, kind of general advice for most of those people that I do 
deal with that are from nine to five patients or clients is just number one, spending less time sitting if possible. It's not that sitting is bad. It's just the fact that if you're in sitting position for like three to four hours or longer at a time, you're in the zone, your nervous system is going to tell you, Hey, this doesn't feel good. And they might, they might tell you that your shoulders and back or whatever. Right. So getting, as you're saying that I'm like, Ooh, I got to stretch. I know, right? Like, let me stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Just getting up, moving around, walking, going, to the bathroom, getting a drink of water, whatever, doing some back bends. So sometimes people that have back pain and they're sensitive to what we call like a flex position or when you're sitting when your when your back kind of slouches a little bit. There's nothing wrong with slouching for short periods. But let's say your back starts to bother you a lot with slouching. Just putting a uh, pillow behind your back can be helpful. If that's still too uncomfortable, getting up, maybe bending backwards a little bit, reaching overhead. A lot of my nine to five clients or patients, um, especially the ones that don't, exercise as much the the ones that complain of like the shoulder tightness or stiffness they just don't get their arms overhead that often I mean it sounds really simple and stupid that I would say like oh just get your hands over your head but it's like if you really think about it how many people actually raise their arms over the head during the right. work day unless they're on like a roller coaster and if you think about it you have like a dress shirt or whatever and it just feels uncomfortable to yeah. pull your shirt out but it's like hey you know what like every hour just stand up and raise your arms over your head, reach and kind of pull your shoulder blades back, Ooh, I like bend that. backwards. And you just, you'll just feel those muscles engaging that you haven't really been using. Yeah. And just getting your, your shoulders, your spine to move in an opposite direction than you've been sitting for the last four hours can be really, really helpful for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge advocate of saying, there's one perfect posture you have to sit in. So you, you see those posters where it's like, oh, a slouch person, there's an X, and then there's the upright person, and there's a check mark. And I mean, for a lot of people, being in the more upright position can definitely allow you to sit for longer sure. because maybe your spine, maybe your nervous system is a little less sensitive to being more straight up with some back support. But I've had other people where they have the best posture, in, or we well, quote, best posture in the world. And the reason why they're in pain is because they're always stuck in that. And I actually will tell them, contrary to popular belief, I'll say, hey, you need to slouch a little bit at work. (laughs) Relax your arms, slouch. And and then they go, you know, as I started doing that, I felt so much better because I'm not always up like this all the time, contracting those same muscles. So it's basically exploring different movement options throughout the day rather than doing the same thing over and over and over again. Just Mm. like people that they talk about, people that get carpal tunnel or whatever if they're having their hands in weird positions when they're typing, their wrists are extended for too long. Yeah. It's not that having wrist extension is bad. It's just that you're putting stress on that area for long periods repetitively. But if you kind of make your wrist more neutral and maybe go down a little bit, it can help. A lot yeah. More. That's the worst when you're on the computer and your hand, like your, your forearm is like, you're like, I just got carpal tunnel in this. <laughs> you know, it feels like you're like, temporary. Well, that's irritation. a dodge. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny though. Like there's, there's that very specific moment in time when we realize that we've been not moving for X amount of t- minutes or hours. And yeah. then it's only until like you experience that, that you have to like contrast it with something else. That yeah. moment, like, I mean, I guess it's different for everyone. Right. But, um, it's weird because like your body is so smart. It gives you signals like, it Hey, does. stop being stupid. Like get up and listen move. to like, it. Yeah. <laughs> And it doesn't always mean that there's something bad going on. It just means your body is basically telling you, hey, right. 
do something different, please. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about what you just said, the pain, like pain's not always bad. Um, mm-hmm. So for like, mo- I want to kind of address like mobility, flexibility, whatever. Um, when like you have clients stretching or when you're stretching yourself, I know there's like obviously a range of motion that you're going to be comfortable with, right? Like, so whether that's like bringing your arm overhead or stretching your hamstrings, um, what is like too much and what is not enough? Like, is there a particular way to understand like where the stretch is happening, like too much or not enough? Um, let me think about the best way to answer that question. It's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> um, so, so I look at it like this. So there are like s- certain textbooks that will say, this is the amount of motion that you should have. This is the normal. If you're not here, this is abnormal. And there's some value in that, but I look at it as like, okay, what are the demands that you need to do in your daily life? Yeah. So if you are, let's just say, you're a, a sprinter, you're a, like a track sprinter or something, and you need to get your leg, your hip backwards into extension, like 20, 30 degrees. Whereas the average person might only need about 10 because they're not having to really drive their hip back that hard. Yeah. For the average person, I might say like, hey, if we're stretching, let's say, we'll call it hip flexors, but if we're working into hip extension and we're stretching that motion, or we're working on active mobility work using the glutes to push you back, you don't, I'm not going to sit there and go like, we need to get to 30 degrees. If you're just someone that needs to go walking or go on a hike, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But if you're a sprinter, I'm going to say, we're going to do everything in our power to get you there. So basically whatever your demands are, or let's say another one, an overhead squat. So personally, I don't do a lot of overhead squatting. It's not because I'm against it. I just, I just, to me, it's not part of my program. And a lot of my clients, they don't really care. They're not doing Olympic lifting. It's not that important to them. So if you can get your arms straight overhead, and you're standing straight up and they're around 165, 170 degrees up, I'm going to say, hey, that's pretty good. That's fine. But if you need to do overhead squats, you need to be getting even further back so you're not falling forward and do overhead squats. So depending on the person, I'm going to say, hey, if this is your goal or if you need to do snatches or whatever, we need to get that shoulder mobility much further back versus the maybe the average person who doesn't do that. Um, As far as like when you're doing it, if you're having, if you're stretching, just maybe for general, just like want to feel good, like you like stretching, or you like to do like active mobility work, and you're having like sharp pain during it, usually sharp pain is not a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. people just think that no pain, no gain, like oh, I just got to push through it. Some people realize that and they're like, oh, it's sharp pain, I shouldn't do this. But yeah. if you're having sharp pain, that's something that maybe you should get checked out or at least explore different variations that you're not having that. But yeah. if it's like normal discomfort, on the opposite side of the joint in the muscle, that's that's totally fine. And yeah. most people understand that, but I do have some people that just really try to push through that. And I'm like, I don't know why you're doing that, but yeah. let's change that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I addressed the question completely with that. No. Is there anything else you wanted me to address with that? Or- no, that's perfect. I'm just, okay. I'm just curious to know, like, because I think, like you said, no pain, no game. Like, it's like, if I'm not pushing my body to the limit, some people have that mindset, right? And then they're yeah. like, they end up hurting themselves, just like stretching. Yes. Yeah, and they're like, and they sometimes have people that come in, and that's literally their complaint is like, everything's fine. I can do everything I need to do, but when I do this one stretch, like I don't know why it just hurts so bad. And I'm watching them do it. I'm like, it's because you're just pounding into it, a hundred percent pedal to metal, like because you're not Gumby. Yeah, yeah. And then then another question I have is a lot. I always ask people like, hey, do you really need that motion? 
And sometimes it could come across a little passive aggressive, but I, yeah. I try to say it in the best yeah. way where I'm saying like, like you know, really like in your life, do you need that motion? And then some of them will get to this conclusion. Like, you know, I really don't, I don't know why I'm yeah. pushing so hard. And then some of them go, no, I actually do. And if that's the case, then I really work with them to help them to figure out ways that they can get that motion without hurting themselves when they do it. Yeah. 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 Um, so now I kind of want to like spin around and ask you like, what's your favorite part of your job? Like oh. what do you love about your work or it can be multiple things, but like, um, I, I would say the main thing would be working with somebody and seeing them from day one to the last day that I might see them or even not even having the last day, but when they get to that point where they walk in and they have that smile on their face yeah. or they send me a message and it's like this paragraph long of like, you won't believe what I did or they <laughs> achieve their goals when maybe a few months ago or even like half a year ago, I remember them being really down or not sure if they were going to ever get better or whatever. And especially from a rehab standpoint, you experience that sometimes when someone's like, Oh, I, I got my PR today and that's super awesome. And I love that. Or I, I lost this much weight. That's, that's super sweet. But in my world, it's a lot more someone recovering from injury. Maybe they're a high level athlete who didn't know if they would be able to play again. Yeah. Or they're freaking out. And in my mind, I might be like, you're going to be fine. But they, in their mind, they're thinking it's the end of the world because that's their life, right? It's like right. they've invested all that time into it. So then to see them at the end of the road and to, say, and to basically either tell them, hey, you're ready to go and then go do it or them kind of test it out themselves and go, you won't believe it. Like I played the game and I was totally fine. I felt strong. And it's like that feels so good to me to know like, hey, I had a part in guiding them or helping them to get to that process. And I always try to let them know it was them. It wasn't me. Right. Like I'm there to guide them, I'm there to help them. But sometimes people go, "Oh man, you helped. You were the one who got me there." It's like, no, I yeah. wasn't. You were the one. Yeah. But I'm glad that you could you could use me to maybe help you get to that point, and that just helps to empower them even more. So that yeah. just makes me feel so good inside. And every it kind of just pumps me up for the the next day or the next month or whatever. <laughs> and it happens often enough that I always feel energized. Yeah, that's so important. I think, especially being in a in a like an environment where you are taking on other people's problems, right? Like, mm -hmm. it can be mentally taxing. I know for me, anyways, it's like oh, you're yeah. helping clients, like you're helping hundreds of clients, and so it is like you you do bear some of that weight because you're like that sucks, you know. But at the end of the day, like you know, it's, they're going to be fine, you know. It's like it's, I think instilling that confidence in them that they can do it, like if they believe in themselves they're going to get better. You know, if they don't think they're going to get better, they're probably not. So that's huge. Yeah. Even the ones, like you said, the ones where I'm like, I know they'll get better, but if they don't have that mindset, a lot of times they don't get to where they want to get just because they didn't believe in themselves. And that sounds so cheesy, but it's really true. Yeah. No, it's like the mind controls the body. It's, it's yeah. the, the brain <laughs> I, is amazing. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I mean, I've even had times though, and a lot of people that, that work with me are in the same kind of field can can attest to sometimes we think we in our mind think i don't know what their prognosis is i don't know if they're going to get to where they want to get to and people when they have that right mindset and they push like i've had people surprise me to the point that i'm just shocked like whoa yeah. i couldn't believe you could it's almost like to an extreme example it's like those movies where the doctor says oh you're not going to walk again and the right like, no i'm going to walk and yeah. they walk and the doctor's like holy crap i didn't think that was even possible and i've, I've never had something to that degree <laughs> But, but a lot of similar things as far as like getting back to sports or whatever. It's kind of cool to see what people are, are capable of when they set their mind to it. 
For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. What is, this is like going to be some fun questions too. Um, what is one exercise or stretch to be either that everyone should be doing? <laughs> oh man. I'm so about like specificity of training. So I know. I know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> oh man. Okay. 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 Let's think. If I could choose one thing. Mm-hmm. I would probably choose, I mean, I'm just biased. I'd probably choose a squat or a deadlift. (laughs) I know people would say different things, but to me, I'm like, Hey, you can hit so many things with that. Yeah. And again, going back to the mind that's so empowering to be able to lift a bunch of weight off the floor. Sure. Or or just, just feel powerful in your whole body. You have to use everything, right? You have to keep everything tight and strong. And to me, I think if, if I could choose one thing and they weren't, there wasn't any chance that they, didn't have the correct form for it, I would say, this is what yeah. you gotta do. They're ready for it, there's what you gotta do. Awesome. Or some sort of offshoot of that, right? Yeah. Some sort of modification. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what would yours be? Oh, <laughs> shit, I didn't even gonna ask me. Turn it around. I think, yeah, I think deadlift, because you deadlift so often in everyday life, like you may not realize it, but. Yeah if you deadlift, like if you pick up your groceries, you're deadlifting. And if you don't do it correctly, you're going to throw your back out if the groceries are heavy enough, right? You have a toddler, you're going to pick it up and pick it up, pick her, 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 pick it up, (laughs) pick that thing up, (laughs) you know, and like, (laughs) nope, can you tell? Um, (laughs) When you pick up Mochi, your cat, um, it's like, yeah, it's not that heavy, but if you pick it up the wrong way, it's like, you do have the potential to hurt yourself um so i think deadlift for sure and it's like cool to pick off the ground it is super cool (laughs) you don't think so come out the faces you make (laughs) and the noise yeah right (laughs) so Um, many good things yeah (laughs) what is your favorite mobility tool do you use like like foam roller, Aki mobility ball, tr- like tr- like lacrosse This ball. is going to sound so cheesy and <laughs> physical therapist of me, but a rolled up towel. Wait. <laughs> or, any, or any sort Wait. of towel. How? What do you do? What do you use it with? Well, I mean, the, the, what I love about it is like a lot of people, like I, in the physical therapy setting, you'll see a lot of people that don't exercise very often. And yeah. there's like, what can I do? And I'm not going to go tell them like, go buy a yeah. foam roller, or go buy lacrosse. Like, to me, I'm like, hey, take a towel, roll it up. And there's like so many different things you can do. Like think about all the things you can do with a foam roller. Kind of the same idea, except it's going to be a little bit softer. But if you, sure. you can always make it hard enough. Mm-hmm. You put like rubber bands around the end or whatever. That's people can tolerate it a little bit easier. Yeah. You can even do like put your back on the wall, like doing the wall angels, but put it along your upper back. Mm-hmm. Your thoracic spine can really help with mobility there. Or even like... Um, I'll have people do stuff like on the wall, yep. but have a towel or something underneath their hands to help their hands slide. Oh, like a slider. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even things like that. Or or even like you can use it like, you know, like a, uh, a reverse lunge with like a slider going backwards. Like mm. you can do the same thing, but put it on hard, like a hardwood floor at home. So people don't have to go like, oh, I have to go look for furniture sliders, even though they're only like 10 bucks if you get them online or whatever. Right. So to me, I mean, I use a bunch of different things, but I mean, as far as for like with people I work with, I'm like, here, here's all the different things you can do with the towel. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my even, God. Pill- even pillows. Like it, I always joke, like as a physical therapist, like you give me a pillow, you give me a towel, I can make things difficult 
for you and I can also make things feel really good. So it sounds funny, but if you're with me for a day, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's good too, because you make it more approachable. Like people have pillows at their house, you know, like everyone has a towel, let's hope. So, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like we don't have to go out and spend like hundreds of dollars on mobility stuff. You can use a lot of what you have. Um, yeah. And I feel like that scares people sometimes from taking care of themselves because they're like, yeah, but I don't want to have to buy this specialized thing for this yeah. one time that like, you're like, no, you yeah. don't need to, you know, go buy this $300 piece of equipment. You can use, yeah. you know, you can use your dog's tennis ball, you know, yeah. to like massage your, your back out or like, exactly. <laughs> but I, I like, you know, like you said, you can probably find a hundred ways to use a towel. Yeah, that would be, that be would creative. be, that's my challenge for you. <laughs> Find a hundred ways to use a towel. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a crazy post. I'll yeah, do that would... like five times speed and just like doing all these things. Yeah. <laughs> Twitchy over the camera. <laughs> Spastic looking. Yeah. Well, this is Caleb. He's, um. I'll tag you in the post. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite part about your job? <laughs> it's the same answer I gave earlier. <laughs> just seeing people, yeah, just people. Just seeing people just yeah. accomplish their goals even when they didn't think it was possible. That's, yeah. Sorry, okay. I don't mean to like. No, it's fine. Cycle it's, my same answer, but that's, that's really the favorite. That's my favorite part of my job. That's totally okay. And I guess a secondary thing is just, I guess, more selfishly on my end, is it's nice to have a job where I'm, I'm moving around, I'm, I'm showing exercise, I'm not feeling like I'm stuck at one position. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not calling people out that have those jobs. Those are, they're important. But for me personally, I couldn't imagine myself being in a job where I'm not active and moving around and feeling energized and that kind of stuff. And just yeah. being like very personable. So like being able to interact with people, build relationships, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, and that's part of, I mean, that's part of why I do the same because it's so hard for me to just sit and not move like I got too much energy it seems like you do too yep. oh <laughs> to yeah spend this or else I'm gonna go crazy <laughs> I know seriously spend three hours in the gym rather than an hour <laughs> yeah exactly um so one more question for you um for your Instagram I know like I love all of your posts you have really really great content and you make it um, pretty like approachable. Like I feel like I can fix my own back now. Thanks. Um, <laughs> how do you go? How do you go about like not necessarily like curating it, but uh -huh. do you use like your problems or do you use your clients' things that like come to you as a way you generate content? Like how do you how do you create it? Yeah. So I don't know if you've heard of the, the app Evernote or the yeah software. I use it all the time yeah yeah so what I do is I actually have a folder called Instagram and every time or I have one that's called outlines Instagram outlines and one that's Instagram posts so okay. I'm actually going to write up a caption for a post if I have extra time which I don't usually but if I have any time yeah. <laughs> I'll just sit there and try to like type something out or on the computer at work on my lunch break I'll try to really quickly type something out that I feel like is relevant but in the outline section, every single time I have anything pop in my head, like I might see something at the gym or um, if I see it, usually it's working with my own clients or patients, just things that I notice. Okay. So many people do this thing and they can do it better. Okay. I'm going to put a little note in my, in my phone. Okay. Here's something I do with like this many people that have shoulder pain or issues. It's a very common issue. Let me put these exercises together or 
what's a different way? Like if people don't know how to do a deadlift or a single leg RDL, how do we regress that or progress that? And just making, I try to make a lot of progressions too and regression posts so that people can kind of understand like, I can't do this, it's driving me crazy, what do I do? And then I like, oh, here's an easier option. Here's an even easier option. So here's step one all the way through step 10 or whatever. And I don't always cover the full spectrum, but I try to cover the most common spectrums that people will maybe need to use. So I try to make posts like that. I try to dispel a lot of myths that I see around like pain or injury, maybe things that keep people from getting better because they're scared. So I try to do, I haven't done it a lot recently, but kind of a few months back and just try putting more stuff out, just ways that people can kind of like see like, oh wow, when I have pain, it's actually okay in this, in this context, or what does it actually mean? Or when I have this injury, what's my timeline look like or whatever? just to kind of educate people and it's, it's mostly just based off experience. And then every once in a while I'll do something in my own training and go like, Oh, you know what? That'd be kind of cool. If mm. I'll just kind of experiment myself and go, people might appreciate this kind of weird exercise or whatever. So I'll write that down. And so I have all those outlines. And then when I have time, I will create the, I'll, I'll record the content as much as I can in one sitting. So I might take like 30 minutes to an hour and just like go crazy with my tripod. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, and sometimes I don't get it all in there, but I'll try to get as much as I can. And then I have uh, on my Google calendar, I try to put little to do lists per the day. I try mm -hmm. to do it a week in advance, but to be completely honest, I only get to that maybe like 30% of the time. Usually it's just like the day before I'm like, what am I going <laughs> to post? I look at my too. videos or yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's hard when you're posting every day. But yeah. if you're not posting every day, I think it's a lot easier to kind of like, okay, this day I'm going to be posting every day. So it just gets kind of out of control, especially if you're doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, so. for sure. No, I mean, and you are working like four or five days a week, right? So it's like, that's yeah. with clients. So it's like, oh, I mean, social media could become like, it's like a full-time thing. It takes a lot of oh, yeah. time. Um, and you're super consistent. Like, I mean, <laughs> and I think that's why like you have grown such a big following because people see the value in your content. Like it's easy to understand. It's, it's super helpful. You know, like you got good diagrams, um, yeah. so you're doing something right. <laughs> Consistency <laughs> is super important for sure. For social sure. media for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Two, well, three last questions. This okay. is super random and not related to you um, working out at all. But what is your what is your favorite meal? Mm. Hey, there's Mochi. <laughs> oh, no, this is Grayson. Oh, Grayson. Sorry. I wish everyone else could see him right now. <laughs> I told you that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I always joke with my wife about this. I am so bad at coming up with, like, this is my favorite thing because I'm always like, well, it depends on the day or what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Let me just think here. I, I can get this down. All right. You could Probably. do a savory if you wanted. Huh? I said you could do a sweet and a savory. Oh, or both at the same yeah. time. Mm. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would probably say a in Mexico on the beach, having mm. an like all you can eat taco bar. Oh, like, wow. like, but like with like shrimp, fajitas, all that. I, I'm a huge fan of Mexican food. I mean, growing up in Southern California, you can't not be because we yeah. have amazing Mexican food out here. Mm -hmm. And um, just, I love the variety of stuff you can have. You can like throw vegetables, protein, meats, like everything. And it's just so delicious. And I love spicy stuff. 
Yeah. So I'd say probably some sort of Mexican food and then having the backdrop of the beach. I love that you set the scene. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I just set the scene because it just makes it so much better. And it brought back memories of when my wife and I were in Cancun and like we had like the blue water out in front of us and we were just pounding tacos with like coconuts, coconut <laughs> water. And I was like, this is a We had a guy open it up with a machete. So wow. that, that'd probably be the main one. And then secondary would be um, some just sushi, any type of sushi. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. What about you? Um, I would have to say like ceviche or something in the like fish and veggies. I love fish and vegetables. So that taco, like burrito bowls, like that's my jam. I could eat that every day. Yeah, on a beach in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) With the sun burning me, like (laughs) yeah, too crisp. With the with the boys, like um, you know, like doing the palm trees in the back or something. Yes, yes. Banding you down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So two more questions. What keeps you going? Like, what is your why? My why is I feel like people need to have the best quality. Not that I'm saying mine's the best quality, but I'm attempting to give people the best quality access and information to learn about how to take care of themselves, how to stay active, how to stay healthy. And I feel like if I have a platform to do that, I need to use it. And that could be like, again, working with people in person, online, um, creating content. People don't even work with me personally, but they can read something and it can change their life in some way. And, and it sounds very drastic, but even no. just like a small thing, like, man, I had this, people like, they'll, they'll be like, I had this neck pain for 10 years and I started doing this stuff at work and like, I don't really have that neck pain anymore. I'm like, oh, I didn't really even do anything specific, but you just found stuff yourself. So I think my, yeah, my why is just giving people a way to just feel better and stay physically active and be more healthy. And I think that's what a lot of our, our why is for a lot yeah. of us is just making a difference in the world in, in that respect. Yeah. And no, it it totally is. And like feeling fulfilled, um, in your most like elevated life, like Caleb 10.0, like what is your, like, do you have any big, big goals in the next, whatever, like for life? I mean, it could be like short term, long term, but like when you have fulfilled your ultimate like potential, what would that kind of look like? Oh jeez! I know. I'm so, I'm so mean. (laughs) You dropping all the bombs on me. Um, or are you doing from, it <laughs> uh, i'm on the way but i'm not doing it yet i think from a personal standpoint it would be like i don't know if you're familiar but with with pt school we have like a lot of loans to, <laughs> to pay off oh, yeah. so i think it'd be to get my wife and my loans paid off um, she's a nurse and she has a lot of loans too so to get those paid off and to just feel like we are financially stable without having to grind to the point that we are stressed out all the time. Not that I'm stressed out all the time now, but I mean, when we have a family, like I'd like to have a few kids. I'd like to feel like we can live a life where we're secure, not to be like rich or anything, but secure and feel like we are um, making an impact. So the second, the second thing, which is probably like tied with that one is, um, just being able to reach, I don't have like a specific number, but reach as many people as possible to the yeah. point where I'm, I'm working 
at a job where, I mean, I'm, I'm getting to that point now, but I think long-term it'd be to be able to work at a place where I'm working with still a combination of general population and athletes and feeling like I can work with anybody from, from anywhere yeah. and, and they can find value in what I do. So, I mean, I'm, I'm there to some degree, but I still have a long way to go as far as like work-life balance. I guess you sure. Say. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's, that's great. Uh, a lot of that resonates with me too. So I, very I, yeah. rambly answer, but really, no, that's, I didn't have much time to think about it. Yeah, that's really gold is. That's why I don't tell you before. <laughs> yeah. I maybe have, I have up to Caleb 3.0 down not as far as the 10.0. You got seven so, more levels. <laughs> yeah. So basically in a nutshell, take care of my family and my future family, make them feel secure. Um, I think I would like my wife to not be able to have to work anymore. I would like to be able to be the person, only person that has to work mm. and then just help as many people as possible. And I don't have a specific number, but let's say a million people. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Yes. You're on your way. You have like your 150,000 people on the internet randomly yeah. following, you know what I mean? Like, and you're helping people in person. So it's just going to keep yeah. growing. Thanks. <laughs> Um, okay. Last question. This is like actually the last one. This is the um, fifth last question. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's, um, if, so I like to do like everyone when they get off the show, um, leaving my audience with one piece of advice, um, whether it be about, it could be about like what you do. It could be about experience you've had in your life, but your biggest piece of advice for my audience, um, and what you want to leave them with. And for your audience, who, who is the, the biggest pool of people I'd be talking to? I would say people trying to find balance in their life between making, integrating fitness as part of their lifestyle, feeling good mentally, probably more so, um, and physically having their body be like a representation of that feel good place. Okay. Uh, biggest piece of advice I would have is to keep things as simple and as measurable as possible. So making the small changes, not thinking you have to completely rearrange your entire life to start. Mm. So just making little adjustments and things that you can measure. So you have a goal that you can measure on a weekly or a monthly basis yeah. and track those things. And if you mess up, know that it's okay. Everybody messes up. So keeping that in mind, knowing that you're going to fail sometimes, but making the adjustments that are realistic. So don't say I'm going to, stop eating whatever, like my favorite food for a year because yeah, yeah. you're going to fail miserably. Yeah. You need so, to keep the tacos in. <laughs> yeah. Find something like, like for me when, um, in the past, like if I, not that I like put on a lot of weight, but for me, the simple thing that I can change as far as like weight loss is I might just skip breakfast for a few weeks or whatever to drop my calories. And for me, it's super easy but it's a, it's a change, like one small change and I can notice a difference in my physique. Sure. Um, but like for some people, they couldn't do that. Like I can, I have to eat breakfast and it's like, okay, well maybe just cut out, make your portion size a little smaller. Or if you want to start going in the gym, like you don't have to be working out for two hours, like start with for 15 minutes. Yeah. So make one small change, be consistent with it. Know you're going to fail sometimes and then stay at it. Cool. Love it. Um, well, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. It's been awesome. Um, Thanks for having me. So many golden nuggets. It's been really good. <laughs> uh, 
So for everyone listening, where can they find you on social media, um, website, whatever? Um, where so social media primarily would be Instagram. So it'd be at Dr. D-R period Caleb, C-A-L-E-B dot Burgess, B-U-R-G-E-S-S. And then for Facebook, it's the same, but Facebook's basically just recycled Instagram content. <laughs> and a lot of it, a lot of it doesn't even get on there either because Facebook doesn't have the multi-page yeah. that Instagram has. So, so it's, it's basically a watered down version, but it's still helpful for people that don't have um, Instagram as well. Yeah. Um, Twitter, it's the same thing except for no periods between my names. So it's at Dr. Caleb Burgess. And I have one post, I think. Nice. <laughs> It's just too much to do. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the future I'll post more on that. And then my website is drcalebburges.com. Cool. So you're pretty is, consistent all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the goal would be to blog maybe in the future, but I, I don't really have time to blog right now. So it's the website is basically just to learn a little bit more about me. And as far as like working with me online, it kind of gives people some um, direction as to my different programs and that kind of stuff. So it's basically just people to learn more about that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been, it's been so, so nice having you on. Um, we'll have to get some tacos when I'm in LA. <laughs> yes, for and, sure. Uh, you'll have to introduce me to the good, the good Mexican joints in your area. Oh, yeah. I will. There's awesome. plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Alrighty. Well, thanks again, Caleb. I'll talk to you soon. All right. You too. Bye. Alrighty, that wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and a huge shout out to Kayla for taking the time to come on the show and kind of give us just hope that if you do get injured, it's not the end of the world. Um, I think we've all gone through some type of injury, you know, whether it be from the gym or outside of the gym, um, you know, and that stuff happens. And I think that if we approach it as not the end of the world and we know, okay, we just have to get better one day at a time, there's still stuff we can do, you know, um, and finding gratitude in all the things and all the abilities you have outside of that injury, I think that's also also going to be the thing that propels you forward. So if you enjoyed the episode, um, please let me know. Head over to iTunes and give me a review. I love hearing from you guys. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you all next week. Have an awesome rest of your day and see you soon.